The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded November 5th, 2018. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, dear listener. Joining me today on Inside the Artist Studio is Amy Van Keeken, a longtime veteran to Edmonton's music scene. Van Keeken started playing open mics in the early 2000s, where she would start meeting a ton of fellow musicians. In 2006, she founded The Secretaries with Colleen Brown and Natasha Frysick, which would become a much-loved Edmonton band. Not long after, she would also start playing in an excellent country band called The Awesome Hots, while also fronting a covers project called the Amy Van Keeken's Rock and Roll Sing Along. All the while, she continued to play solo, releasing three EPs between 2013 and 2017, and also forming another band called Mysticetti with Dara Humninski of the Lad Mags. Finally, in 2018, after nearly 20 years as a force in the Edmonton music community, Amy Van Keeken has finally delivered the world her debut full-length album. And now, without further ado, please enjoy my interview with the lovely Amy Van Keeken. So, Amy, welcome. Thank you. Um, I was shocked when I was doing the research to find out that uh, this is your first full length, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So my first question is, it's a burning question. What the heck took you so long? <laughs> That's a really good question. And people, a lot of people have asked me that. I don't know. I think um, making an EP is just so, you know, it's, it's quicker. You don't have to put as many songs on it. And sometimes yeah. it just sort of feels like those are the songs that want to be out in the world. And you just know that that's it. That's yeah. the right, perfect little thing to, to send out in the world. Yeah. And I think for the first three EPs that I really felt like, yeah, this is what these recordings are meant to be. There's nothing I should add or take away. Um, but then for this next recording, I think I asked myself the same question. I was like, <laughs> why have I not done a full length? And I thought, you know what? Let's put the challenge out to myself. Yeah. Let's, let's get a full length and see how that feels. So you set out from the outset on this one to make a full length. I did. Cool. I made a conscious decision. Yeah. I, and I didn't even, at the, at the beginning, I didn't think that I, I mean, I, I know I didn't have enough songs right away that I thought would fit together Mm -hmm. and so over the process I wrote a couple more Mm -hmm. that I was I think I was inspired by my goal to to get a couple more songs in there and uh and I had some other goals with this record too I wanted it to be a full length so at least nine songs yeah um I wanted to have vibes on it Mm -hmm. which I do yes from Doug Organ and I wanted to have strings on it yeah and which I do from Nathaniel Wong um, what else did I want? Uh, well, those are like three main things that I was like, they're kind of arbitrary, like, oh, I want to have this and this and this. So yeah, I just, I, I just felt like it was time. Cool. Yeah. 
So the album title is In Dreams, mm-hmm. and I, I find it a very, very fitting title. The album kind of has an ethereal sound, and it suits the theme perfectly. Um, I was wondering if you had a clear picture of how you wanted these songs to sort of arc together to create a full listening experience, or if it just sort of came naturally. I think uh, In Dreams, the title track, kind of roots it all mm-hmm. together, and then everything else kind of... Um, ties into it. And that's why I called it In Dreams, because mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of the overarching thing that was connecting everything. And um, Patrick and I, Patrick, I recorded the album with Patrick, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahalik, and he and I took some time and care in, in the order of the songs, yeah. which is another um, cool thing about doing a full length, yes. is that you're kind of telling a story, you're creating a narrative. And you're hoping that people might listen, you know, on shuffle, yeah, but also, you know, sitting down and listening to the whole thing. Totally, a little deeper, right? From beginning to end, yeah. Yeah. And so when you're putting the songs in order, you want to have that arc, like you said, Mm -hmm. and sort of make a narrative that will make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you did set out to do that, and when you were writing the songs, though, mm. um, was that really specific in your head, or did they just sort of actually have that vibe? Is that just sort of what came out? I think that's what came out. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I think that sometimes what happens with me anyway um, is that the songs are all, a lot of the songs I write are almost already kind of done, mm-hmm. and it's only when I sit down and give myself time to play yeah. and to write um, that I'll start playing and all, something almost completely formed will come out. Yeah, okay. It doesn't happen that way every time, but it happens that way quite a bit for me anyway. Yeah. And that, But that being said, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll sit down and, and a riff will come out or some lyrics and I'll document that stuff. I'll keep that stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to it and cobble it together with something else or because sometimes stuff comes out in pieces too Definitely, but especially yeah. for this album I feel like I was pretty inspired in that way where I was like oh I feel like a song wants to come out and then I would just <laughs> pick up my guitar and play and there it would be um, <laughs> you know how many people listening hate you right now <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that way every time but on this album it happened that way uh, a fair bit especially because I wanted to have nine songs yeah and so at first, actually, it was only six songs, and we were kind of like, okay with that. Okay, We yeah. were like, oh, that's good. But then I was like, oh, I think maybe I want, I kind of want to do this one, too. And once it was at seven, I was like, well, we should at least make it eight. Yeah. And then I just, I think my brain was like, okay, you're allowing us to get into this zone? Okay, here we go. Here's another song that needs to come out. And, uh... And it just ended up happening. Perfect. So, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, you had already kind of uh, alluded to the fact that there's a lot of instruments on this album that are n- maybe new to your sound. Uh, why the decision to bring in these new these new sounds for an Amy Van Keeken record? And how did it change the way um, you work on your songs? Okay, to answer your question and to further explain expand my previous answer for the other question. Um, Yes, some of the songs came out on their own, but also in recording them, Mm -hmm. Patrick and I 
Um, we've worked together on like six recordings, Awesome Hots recordings, Miss Dissetti recorded with Patrick, mm -hmm. and I did two of my EPs with Patrick. Okay. The other one I did with Doug Organ, yeah. and then uh, Jesse Northey recorded some of the vocals on it. Okay, yeah. When Doug had moved away. Um, and uh, Patrick and I, you know, I would show him the song, and I would have an idea of the arrangements yeah. and of the instrumentation, but... It's really fun working together, and we work together so well. We, we love bouncing ideas off each other, and we would be sitting there listening, and I'd be like, oh, I feel like there needs to be like a synth, some kind of like solo here. And then all of a sudden, Patrick would be like, me, 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 and I'd be like, whoa, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's an organelle. And he would be playing this cool thing, and we'd work on it together, and I'd be like, oh, maybe don't go to that note, maybe go to this note. And, and that was a real collaborative thing yeah. with that. So he brought in the organelle and the micro brute, yeah. which also has a cool, beautiful sound. My husband Darren plays organ, mm -hmm. and he's on the other recordings too. But he's he has such a good ear for cool organ parts. And we have a Harmony Briscoe organ that we love. I love the sound of it. And uh, so he's on a couple tracks as well. Um, yeah, I think just allowing the song to breathe, but also to to experiment. Yeah. Patrick and I love to try out new things yeah. and, and weird things. Like, he also, you know, had a couple microphones that he wanted to try out specifically on this recording. Yeah. So he would be like, oh, let's try this. Um, I also, on this recording, I wanted to have a guitar solo. I wanted to do a guitar <laughs> solo. Because I play guitar on the album. Um, but I, I normally don't solo yeah. on the album, but this time I was like, there's got to be a guitar solo in there somewhere. Nice. And it ended up working out so beautifully because um, we just let everything happen really naturally and really, you know, in the moment. Yeah. So um, on Here Come Those Good Feelings again, I was like, oh, Patrick, I feel like I did, we need to do like a solo here. Just like a really short little thing. He's like, okay, yeah. And I was like, and I wanted to, and it's got to be like real and like really intense. And like, he's like, okay, try this pedal. And it's the most insane distortion pedal I've ever played. It's crazy. And so we just jacked it. And we, I just, we were both just so inspired and in the moment. Yeah. So I just like played one, it's a one note solo, which I love. And I just bent the note and I just let it cry. That's and, amazing. And so, and it worked. Yeah. And we did it in like one take. And I was, I was like, Patrick, that totally worked. He's like, I know, that totally worked. And then I was like, I feel like I want to put a harmony with it. And he's like, okay, okay, do it. So then I just uh, put a harmony note on it. That's so great. there's like, I'm just like bending these two notes and it's just crying out with this crazy, insane distortion pedal. <laughs> so that was... Working with Patrick is good that way because it's like he's cool with trying stuff out. <laughs> Hello. Shaw ruining my interview now. Shaw's ruining my interview. That's staying in the interview. <laughs> cool. Um, I don't. With all these interruptions, I don't even really know where where we are. Okay. This. Oh, I should also say it too. Uh, Patrick and I like to are not afraid of space yeah. too. So we like to we're okay with letting the song um, be full of space. Yes. As a thing yeah. and also letting each thing have its place and not get um, covered up. 
I think that really lends well to the sort of kind of almost blissful listen and just the theme of, you know, in dreams. And it, it really comes through on the record for sure, that concept of, yeah. of allowing the songs to sort of breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you about uh, all the people you enlisted to work with you on this album, but we've kind of covered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I didn't mention Peter Hendrickson played drums okay. on a couple tracks. Yeah. And some percussion. Yeah. And we just recorded his stuff live off the floor. Yeah. And we, I played guitar along with him. Yeah. Uh, and we recorded it in Patrick's living room. And uh, we just did like one or two takes of it. And it was really a beautiful feeling. And we ended up using that guitar take, actually. Oh, too. yeah. That was just going to be a scratch guitar track just for, for the drums. Yeah. But we listened back and we we're like, that actually sounds fine. Like, that sounds actually really good. Nice. Um... So I'm pretty sure that's the one that we used for, I think that was Hide It Away. Um, and we had uh, Doug, Doug Organ yeah. uh, vibes, Nathaniel Wong strings. And each of them also, I should mention, wrote those parts. Okay. So I just gave the song to Doug and said, I would like to have a string or a vibes part. And so he played a vibes part and he wrote one, played it, sent it back. I kind of gave some feedback and then and then he adjusted accordingly. Mm-hmm. Same with Nathaniel. Yeah. I just said I want a string part. And he wrote one. And then I kind of said, you know, okay, well, how about, yeah, like that? How about this? Yeah. And then, so I'm really grateful to both of them because they did an incredible job. Um, Darren on cornet and organ. Yeah. And am I missing anyone? Me on all the harmonies? Ah, yes. Somebody actually said... (laughs) Somebody, my friend was listening to the album before it was released, and they were like, boy, Colleen did a great job of some of those harmonies. And I was like, that's not Colleen, that's me. I'm harmonizing with myself because I love harmony so much. It's like, it's my jam. Yeah. And I hear these harmonies in my head, and I sing a lot of harmonies on other people's things. And Patrick also is really good at giving me that space because I'd be like, on, on Hide It Away, for instance, at the end, there are crazy harmonies all over that. But he was like, I was, I would be like, okay, okay, that's the third one. Okay, let's do another one. I feel like there's another one. And he'd be like, okay, give it a shot. Like, whatever. Um, but we're careful about that too. Like, we're also like not just putting a harmony on every single thing. Yeah. You know, we there's care and, and thought into where those harmonies go. But I love doing them, and it's fun for me, and it's a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. some of the things I make myself do are challenging, but that's what makes it wonderful, because it's, like, super fun. Sweet. Yeah. So, the album was released on Scorpio 76, or 76, mm-hmm. which is you and your husband Darren's yes, label, correct? that's right. What can you tell me about this little Edmonton label? Scorpio 76 is a record label that Darren and I started um, because we wanted to release our albums on our own label. Yeah. And we have released some other records of other people. Yeah. Um, we called it Scorpio 76 because we're both Scorpios. Oh. And we're both born in 1976. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So he's born October 27 and I'm November 9th. Uh, so we're... Same year. November 9th? Yeah. Do you know that that's the day that this comes out? 
what? <laughs> that <laughs> is <Dead> serious. crazy. <laughs> so happy birthday. Wow. Happy birthday to me. That is amazing. What a lovely birthday present. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks Thank for coming for that. in. <laughs> that's, that's just a coincidence. That is awesome. Um, okay, cool. Um, so I want to talk about your other project that you're working on. Yeah. Mistisetti mm-hmm. with uh, Dara and help me with the last name here. Hamniski. Hamniski mm-hmm. uh, of the Lad Mags. That's right. So what is the deal with this project? Because it is it's quite different than your solo work. Yeah. And it's but it I mean it's beautiful as well. So you, you seem to write like really gorgeous songs. Thank you. <laughs> um, so one EP out and yes. you guys went to Paris? We did. We something? went to Paris. Uh, we did an artist's residency in Paris. Okay. We spent three weeks there. Um, we took a lot of field recordings of all sorts of different things. We were kind of exploring um, spaces. So okay. like um exterior spaces and internal spaces we did some work with resonances like singing in a stairwell or singing outside or Mm -hmm. singing against stone or singing in a place that has wood and we explored the city and explored all the different spaces we took um field recordings of like the river of the Seine and of street life and street musicians and water dripping and us walking through the catacombs yeah. and we we used these field recordings as a way to sort of tie together the songs yeah. that came out of this experience okay so on the recording we have field recordings that connect the songs. So it's kind of like one long thing. And we wrote some poetry that probably will get turned into songs. We have so much material from that trip. Dara also, she's a visual artist as well. And she made some tiny nature sculptures and we left them in public places. Cool. Like we hid them (laughs) in different places. And so people will come across these little nature sculptures and have to interact with them. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love working on that project, and uh, we like it's more of an immersive, almost installation kind of thing, which I'm really excited to explore because it's really interesting for me, and I can go deeper and further in in different ways. I like to have lots of different projects because I like to write so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's nice to have different outlets, but. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I got one last question, yeah. and then we're going to dive into a rapid-fire sort of questionnaire. Oh, I thought you said rap. I thought you were going to be like, we're going to dive into a rap. Oh, yeah, we're going to bust out a some, rap some rhymes. Oh, yeah. We're going to throw down. Wow. <laughs> no. I am into it. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Me? I, I doubt that. Um, uh, the rest of 2018, uh, start of 2019, Any anything interesting coming up for Amy Van Keeken, for Mr. Seti, for any of your other projects? Well, I want to make another record. Okay. I, I, yeah. I already have a bunch of songs, of course, as it nice. always ha- as it always happens. <laughs> you finish the record or the rec- whatever recording you're doing, and you're already halfway into the next one. Jones and for another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm excited about doing that, and I don't know if I'll do it the same way. Like I don't know if I'll make it, a, you know, a full record right away, or if I'll release some singles. Yeah. And then release the whole thing as a record. Yeah. Because that's also really satisfying too. Yeah. Because then you do, you know, you do it, you do one song, and then it goes out. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you do another one. Yeah. 
So I might try it that way. I don't know. That seems to be a popular way to do it nowadays. People are doing it that way quite the, a bit. The album yeah. seems to be dying. Yeah. Which is sad for me because I am a full album guy. So yeah. I really appreciated your record that you put out this oh, year. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> but also you could, I mean, even if I do release a bunch of singles, they could all go on. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a. I definitely see more and more and more and more and more of that. Where like, um, say, three of the songs from the album get released, 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 and it's sort of a ramp up to the yeah. album, and then yeah. and then the the tour and all that falls. Well, back in the day, people would release, um, you know, seventy eights, forty fives, totally, and then they would be put into your record album, like your little booklet that you kept all your forty fives in. Yes, which was your album. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, why don't we just put all these singles into a record? And that's an album. It's funny that we're kind of going back, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. The, like the trends, it started yeah. out with just 45s yeah. and it went to albums. Now it's kind of going back to singles. Yeah. I have some ideas for, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things I want to do. I don't know if I'll get to them this year. But I'd like to incorporate some um, choral work into some of my songs. Like I'd That'd love to lovely. record... Because uh, I love choirs, and mm-hmm. I love, of course, I'm a vocal instructor. Yeah. I love singing. I love exploring all that kind of thing. So writing some music that I could have a group of voices sing along to would be, or have parts for them or something. I don't know. That's something I'd like to explore. And Mr. Seti, hopefully, um, we have a couple shows coming up, and it would be really cool um, we've talked with our friends uh, Doug and Amelia from Le Plaisir. Mm-hmm. It would be really fun to go back to Europe with them and play a little tour with them. That would be great. Because I think that would be, we think we'd fit well together and we'd yeah. have so much fun and it would be kind of like a reunion yeah. to back when we were there. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to all that and more. But uh, for now, let's jump into a quick little, quick little Q and A with the rapid fire questions okay. here. And these are we're gonna get away from the the album. We just want to maybe get to know you a little bit more. Okay. So we'll start it off. I'm very with, shy. You're very shy. No, you I'm are not. not very shy. <laughs> just kidding. You're also a liar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, what album sparked your love of music? Whoa, that is like such a hard question. I start off with the hardest. Okay, but I can answer this because um, music was a huge part of my life from when before I was born. Okay. In Euro, my parents were huge music fans. Yeah. So I think one of the first uh, first music, one of the first musics, <laughs> the first music I think that I ever was really conscious of, besides my mother singing to me, mm-hmm. was Buddy Holly. Get out of town. And I even named my little doll Baby Sue no after way. Peggy Sue. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And my mom would play Buddy Holly. She put the records on, and I would bring my Baby Sue out into the living room yeah. and dance around with her. That's great. And so uh, Buddy Holly and my dad singing and playing guitar. Perfect. What is your current musical obsession? My current musical obsession is... Um, what is my current musical obsession? Well, I, I also am a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So I am listening to a lot of music all the time. But yeah. I already listen to a lot of music all the time. So it's kind of the perfect job for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but something I keep coming back to is this album from Pentangle. From the Pentangle. And it's called Solomon Seal. Okay. And it's... I, there's just something about it that I, at this moment, I just keep getting drawn back into. Awesome. 
Yeah. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. Coffee or tea? Tea. Alcohol or marijuana? Alcohol. What's your drink of choice? French 75. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? Oh, one time the Awesome Hots opened up for Fred Penner. No way. And I got to sing backups on The Cat Came Back. Oh. Yeah. I had that record. I still have that record. It was pretty amazing. That's, uh, that, I'm jealous. Oh, I should say the Awesome Hots, we have, we're going to be recording a kids album. No way. Yes. Because we've been doing some kids shows and they're going, it's the best. It's so fun. And Darren writes the best kids songs. And so we're making a kids album, hopefully in this next year. And we also have some other non-kid Awesome Hot songs that we want to release. So we might do like a seven inch of that and then a, a kids EP probably. That's exciting. Yeah. Awesome Hots are one of my favorite Edmonton bands. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the worst thing to happen to you on stage? Worst thing to happen? Oh, well, okay. This is, it wasn't the worst thing, but it was pretty funny. Okay. So at my album release, <laughs> I, I... I know what you're about to say. <laughs> I was there. exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say. So I, I was playing acoustic and electric, and I reached over... I put my acoustic down and I reached over to get my electric and I lifted it up and it kind of slipped a bit. And so I overcompensated. And as I was gripping it more tightly, I lifted it up and I corked myself <laughs> in at, on the bridge of the nose with one of the tuning pegs. Yeah. So, and that part of my nose has very little, like it's just like skin and bone there. Yeah. And so I got a huge cut that just bled like crazy. <laughs> And uh, it was really badass, but also hilarious. I, I like at uh, when it happened. I'm like, oh no, oh, I hope she's okay. And then you just like kept rock, and it was so punk rock. It was awesome. You're a champ. I was hoping I looked like Alice Cooper because I love Alice Cooper's makeup. It's the best. How many pets do you have, and what are their names? It's the best question ever. I have two pets. Bernie and Daisy. Okay. And Daisy is um, like medium size and Bernie is big. Bernie's my pony. And I also... Are we talking about dogs here? Or dogs. Okay. These are dogs. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dogs. They're actually on the back of the record. Oh, okay. There's two little pictures of them and it says, um, what does it say? Approved by the dogs of Woodcroft. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And Bernie's in a bow tie and Daisy has sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite childhood toy? Uh, my typewriter, my Fisher-Price typewriter. Sweet. And my Fisher-Price record player. Ah, uh, yes, the Fisher-Price record mm -hmm. player. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Who is your favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Beatles or the Stones? I feel like you can't choose. I love them both. If I had to choose, I would choose the Beatles, but I don't want to choose. Okay. So I pick them both. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, stinky towels. Oh yeah, that's a good answer. I'm it's the I'm worst. With you there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a slob, like Darren and I, we are not tidy people. But my <laughs> towels are clean and fresh. Nice. Wash your towels, people. <laughs> Don't even just wring them out. Like, uh, or your, your cloth, dishcloths is what oh, I was thinking of. When you don't wring it, when you don't wring it out. Oh. Change that shit, man. Gross. Change it often, daily. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of your bucket list items. I like something I want to do. Yeah. I would love to go to Italy. Beautiful. Yeah. What's your favorite road trip album? 
Favorite road trip album. Steve Miller, Fly Like an Eagle. Nice. All right, I got one last question. Okay. If you could meet one of your musical idols, would you? Yes, I would. Yes? Uh, who would it be? Could, do they have to be alive? Mm, no, it's a hypothetical. Why not? Let's bring them back. Oh, man, this is like okay. so Okay, no, they have hard. to be alive. Let's narrow it down. <laughs> We're going to narrow it back down. <laughs> narrow it back down. Narrow it back down. Ooh, Ella Fitzgerald. Ooh, that's a good one. And I would love to sing with her. Yeah. Or at least, like, see her perform live. Like, yeah. be sitting there while she's performing. Yeah. Because she had such absolute mastery of her voice. Yeah. And used it in a way that was, like, an instrument. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, your voice is your instrument. But she was one of those singers that became part of the band, not just a soloist or a mm-hmm. vocalist, that had a little spot in the middle of the song. She'd be in there scatting or doing crazy vocalizations that often didn't even sound beautiful, right? They were just like this cool tonal texture. But also she had a beautiful voice, so she was not afraid to experiment and stretch the boundaries of what her voice could do. And so she's really inspiring to me. I'd love to meet her. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, that that brings us to the end. No. Let's keep talking forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I like to leave the listeners with a song. So did you have one in particular you wanted us to play? Ooh, maybe. Well, you know what? People are, a lot of people are telling me they really like Hide It Away. Okay. And I really like it too. Patrick has a killer bass line on it and Peter's playing drums and um, Darren's playing organ on it. Beautiful. I think it's a good one to end with. Okay, that's the one we're going to play. Amy, thank you so much for coming down and joining me on Inside the Art Studio. Thank you so much, Jeff. This was so much fun. And I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you. You too.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The feature track was played with permission from Amy Van Keeken. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is one of many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.